Hello, Greater Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm uh, Sarah Tymon. I'm here with Stacy Mitchell. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and Tom Tool will be joining us here in just a minute. We are listening to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. We are streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can look us up at uh, TomToolRealEstate.com. Um, so we've got we've got a lot to dive into here today. Um, we're gonna break into some of these articles and um, you know a lot of a lot of what's been going on here in the past week in just a minute. But to start us off this week, now that we are officially in 2023, um, we were kind of just gonna go over a little bit about reaching out to our clients and what type of sentiment we've been hearing back from uh, clients, both buyers and sellers, that we've been reaching out to here in the first 10 days of the new year. Um, Stacey, what, what's been going on? That was a great intro, Sarah, I have to say. Oh, I love you. that. Um, <laughs> what's been going on? So I, I, what I've really been seeing out in the market is very, very positive. Uh, the majority of my clients that I've reached out to or have that gotten back to me, um, they're re- very receptive and yeah. interested in learning what's going on in the market. Yeah, uh, a lot of them didn't even know that you know there's interest rates to be had less than six percent right now, mm-hmm. um, and I I see a lot of activity in the CRM. Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of people looking that weren't looking before. Right. So I'm reaching out. Um, I have a great text message that I've been getting a lot of feedback from. Oh, send it to me. I will. I'll <laughs> give it to you. Um, it's a great way to kick it off for like 2023 and, and what are your goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been pretty productive. Yeah. As the, and that's on the buy side. And mm-hmm. I think this on the sell side, same thing. The sellers who are considering uh, they're very interested in knowing where they stand in the marketplace today. Right. right. You know, if, if it's still in their favor, which it is, um, mostly because of, of the low inventory levels. Um, but they they want to know going into it, you know, it, that there's still opportunity for them to be had. Yeah, absolutely. I think what's nice about a new year is like it's it's there in the calendar, you know. So you have people that maybe you were talking to earlier in 2022 that say, reach out to me in the new year. So you're you're following up like you said that you would. They may or may not be expecting your call depending on, you know, the last time that you spoke to them, but it's a new year. Like what do, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. Um so you've got a lot of those people, then you've got other people who um again, you can see have been active on the site and it's an easy way to kind of approach and be like it's 2023, like what do you want to do this year? Like um, are you going to still continue to rent? <laughs> right. Right. So it's definitely a nice a nice opening. Um, I've had I've had a number of people that yeah have kind of come back or are curious to hear, you know what what we expect to see this year, um, both with rates, um, pricing, timelines. Um, you know people are people are opening to have those open to have those conversations, which is nice. Um, and then I've also had a couple of the conversations where, um, particularly on the buy side. Somebody, you know, says what they've they've heard or they think is going on, and I've actually been able to update them and say, like, you know, nationally maybe that's that's the headline, but this is this is where we're at locally, which you know, you and I both know, the national market is very different from from our local market. Um, have you had any big pushback so far this year? I have not. Honestly, I mean, there was more pushback uh, in the fall last year, I think, when the interest rates were really, you know, 
mm-hmm. really going up and down like the right. roller coaster ride. Right. Um, and I think that, like you said, it's it's a new calendar. Mm-hmm. You know, the distractions of holidays are over. Mm-hmm. People were traveling or they had family in. You know, there was a lot going on during that time. So people, unless they absolutely had a need mm-hmm. to buy or sell, they they just were like, nah, you know, call right. me after we've turned this page here. Right. Um, and so now that their minds are more cleared and, and uh, their their schedules are a little bit more flexible um, and they're open to these right. conversations, which I think is fantastic, but not so much pushback as was last right. fall. People yeah. are receptive. And I think people are getting used to the idea that this is where the interest rates are going to be. Right. Yeah. They're well, not- and I think we're also um, like we're gearing up for the spring market. You know, like this is the time if you want to if you want to list in the spring, it's not too soon to start to start talking to somebody now. Um if you want to buy but you don't have your all of your ducks in a row yet, like this is the time to really uh start having those conversations and start figuring out like what do I need to do to be in the best position? So even if you are somebody that's saying I want to wait till the spring market, like cool, but let's let's get those pieces in place and start having those conversations now. Um, and it's not so far away that it's like, all right, well, in six months is when you're going to be doing something. You know, it's time. Time goes by quickly. Time so. goes by so quickly. Yes. Especially when you have processes and procedures to go through. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of folks, if they do own a home and they but they really want to move, they they're not quite they kind of put the cart before the horse. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll go out and they'll start looking at homes and not even have a plan of how they want to get into that home. Right. And there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. You know, do you have to sell first? Mm-hmm. Do you absolutely have to liquidate and, and use those proceeds to get into your new home? Right. You know, wh- how, what does that look like? Right. You know, or, you know, could you get pre-approved for the purchase price, the the the, the home that you're looking for or right. to move in or, you know, whether you're upsizing or downsizing? Mm-hmm. Do you have to get pre-approved, um, you know, with that house? Can you get pre-approved? even though you own the current home. Right. Some some people can. Right, right. And just knowing that and being able to know you have different options in case if the right home does pop up and you need to get more competitive, like that's definitely something that's good to know in advance as well as, you know, what what type of loan do you qualify for? Mm. What are you qualified for? And do you want to max out your budget there? Or like what are you comfortable paying per month? Because the last thing you want to do is start looking at homes in one price category and then find out that you can't afford that. And then all of a sudden, everything that you're looking at afterwards, you're going to feel mm. a certain way about because now <laughs> you saw things up at the next the next price point. Yes. Um, and you've had that happen. Oh, I've yeah. I've had that happen. It's kind of like a buzzkill. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because then, I mean, anything you see after that is, yeah, you're... You're like, well, this isn't as good as the other one. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. a little disappointing, you know. Yeah. You want to start out somewhere where you know you're going to be, that's that's where you're going to be purchasing at. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so far I feel like 2023 has really kicked off with some good momentum. Um, you know, people, I, I think we both, you know, have, they seem positive, they seem happy, yeah. they seem excited. And we're going to be diving into the spring market here before we know it. Yeah, I'm super excited because I I think that it's going to be pretty, a really good spring market that we're headed into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We just have Tom Tool (laughs) joining us. Tom Tool in the house. The traffic was not so fantastic. Horrific. (laughs) Horrific. Anyway, thanks for taking the ship here, ladies. So you're talking about 2023 and how it's the year for your clients. So. Mm 
What are some of the economic indicators you think are part of that? Like, I mean, let, let, I mean, there's been some changes, especially from uh, Logan Motoshami and some other people having these like lead indicators. So, what what are you seeing there that that's getting people excited and it's getting consumers kind of coming back to the market? Because I've heard a lot of that happening with a lot of the prospects that you guys have been working with. Well, I do know that they're still talking about recession. Um, so that is still lingering in the backs of, of people's minds. Um, and I know that there's been speculation of a lot more layoffs coming up. Um, but to me, to for the clients that I've been speaking with, um, they that is not a concern at this point. I think for them, their concern is, are, should we, you know, I don't want to rent another year. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're, they're at the point still where, most a few of them didn't buy at the lower interest rates, so they've learned not to wait out the market. Mm-hmm. So they're have a change of attitude, and sometimes you need things to happen in different ways to get the you know that little change of attitude. But um, they're more serious at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would say what's been positive with um, a lot of my clients is just the feeling of a little bit more stability. That you know them doing something today, they're not going to regret. You know a month from now when if things change drastically, like the fact that it's been a little bit more even kill, even keel, um, you know, recently I think has been, has been positive. Well, and, and that's reflected in the data. So home buyer sentiment, according to Inman ticked up for the second month in a row in December, as consumers have started to come back around to the views of the economists and uh, that are out there that are talking about home prices, mortgage rates, and they probably peaked last year. And that's all according to Fannie Mae's monthly national housing survey. And they, they put some statistics on this like they always do. But if you, if you look at this here, um, it, it talks about home purchase sentiment. So that kind of peaked like end of 2020, which or and uh, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, dropped dramatically during the pandemic. And then if you look at this chart here, which we can share and put on the recording, this is the first time it's ticked up really since probably – uh, the, the, the first, since uh, the end of 2021. So that, 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 that to me is pretty interesting, and it sounds like you're seeing that in the field, which is exciting. Um, so what Doug Duncan said, who's the chief economist for Fannie Mae, that because the HPSI, that's the um, Home Purchaser Sentiment Index, I think we should just come up and make our own statistics because <laughs> these people come up with stuff all the time. Um, it inched upwards slightly as consumers reported increased expectations that rates – and prices may din- decrease over the next year, uh, reflecting some of those declines in uh, that 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 a lot of economists are forecasting. So you're hearing it from buyers. So are they, are, are they becoming more active? And what about the the, the sellers that have a, that want to go buy a home too? Because I think that's really been the 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 clog or the bottleneck in this whole housing inventory issue. Is these people are just so afraid to jump into the marketplace in the first place. Uh, the the folks that I'm I'm talking to the sellers the potential sellers they've pretty much um, have been waiting out the market but there's such a need for them to expand because of their families have expanded that they can't they don't want to wait anymore so they're willing to you know explore and and learn all the options that they have for selling and they can still capitalize on on the seller's market you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll have a lot of um, equity in the home. Uh, that they can put towards their their new upsized home. Um, and the interest rates aren't as scary. There's a lot of good programs, uh, you know, good financial products out there. Um, and there's ways that you can, uh, you know, craft offers. And there's more opportunity, I think, for buyers because they can negotiate more. Right. 
So it's all positive. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, for sellers, you've still got a great opportunity to absolutely capitalize on your investment and then make your next move without it being such a, you know, punch in the gut um, as it maybe was before when it was like, yeah, I I made out like a bandit on the sell side, but now where am I going? What am I doing? Um, Now that things have like lightened a little bit, um, I think people are absolutely um, more willing to kind of explore that or think about what their next steps might be as opposed to just being like, no. And I mean, ultimately what we do need is more sellers to, to come to the market um, to keep things like moving in the right direction. Well, and, and that, that's, what, that's what the public's seeing right now based on the survey. So the share of respondents saying now is a good time to buy was still low. It was 21%, but that was up from 16% in October and November. So that's, I mean, you're looking at a, at a 25% increase and sellers, their their sentiment hasn't really dropped too much. It was at 54% where people thought it was a good time to sell. Now it's down to 51%. So to me, you want to be in the market when you see that first like upswing. I know, I know when we were in the 2020 pandemic, the first thing we were charting was showing activity in Pennsylvania and it cratered. And when we saw that first little blip up, everyone got really excited. And that's what a lot of predictors and, and analysts do. So the fact that we're seeing the, the, the slight upturns is important. Um, CNBC was talking about this as well, and uh, what they had mentioned was that they feel some of this is thanks to falling home prices. So are, are prices really falling? I, I see this a lot, and I, I guess they're maybe down from the, the peak, but I, I don't see prices going down anymore. What, what, are you, what are you two saying? And obviously this is local. I think we need mm-hmm. to kind of preface that because we're, we, you know, we're in a very large marketplace here. So what are you seeing locally? I'm going to share the stats, but what are you seeing in the field right now? Because this is, again, a lag indicator versus what's happening in the market January 10th, you know, mid-January versus the November statistics we have. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see things really dropping. Um, depending on the house, I am starting to see, you know, sellers are in different cases accepting under-ask offers. Um, they are offering some different concessions, but as a whole, um, here locally, I'm not seeing, you know, prices plummeting. I've had to have a couple different conversations with buyers who, you know, were under the impression that, well, if I wait a little bit longer, this is going to, you know, everything's just going to drop significantly. And um, just kind of explaining that around here, like there's absolutely opportunity in different homes to get, depending on what they consider the deal to be, um, we can make that work. But as a whole, like waiting around a couple months doesn't suddenly mean you're going to be getting a steal on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely not been any home prices falling for sure in our area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the homes that you see sitting on the market a little bit longer, they, in my opinion, were priced a little more aggressively anyway from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the market dictates what, what the home's value is. Who, if somebody's willing to pay a certain amount of money for a home. Mm-hmm. And since we still have a lot of buyers in our area looking to buy, there's still considerable competition. So if it is a house that's, you know, moving ready for the most part, it's going to get a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. So that home price is not going to fall. So when people see homes sitting on the market a little bit longer, there's probably certain conditions about the home that aren't as desirable as those move-in ready homes. Mm -hmm. Maybe the bathrooms have not been updated or the kitchen hasn't been updated. It's a sound home, but it doesn't look cosmetically pretty like the other one down the street that went for, you know, Mm -hmm. still went for $25,000 over asking. Right. So there's a lot of differences um, in the houses that 
you see on the market. But for the most part, generally in our area, and especially in the suburbs here too, I haven't seen uh, prices falling. And when people tell me that they're waiting for the prices to fall, I just ask them, well, how far are you like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for $50,000 price reductions? Are you looking for a hundred thousand? Right. You know, first of all, you don't want that because everybody's appreciative value is gone, Mm -hmm. but it's not, that's not realistic and that's not going to happen. But it's funny when you ask them that question, they're they're kind of, they're stumped. Right. Well, and then it's also interesting because it's like, are you looking to see, uh, price reduction like do you want to see that or is it that you think that homes are going to come to the market already priced lower than what they had been before um because those are kind of two different things two different things yeah and even if they're just coming too lower do you know like if you're not in this looking at these every day do you even realize it you know um and why would they be priced lower if there's comps to show right Right. That would just generate more competition and you'll have a lot of offers. Right. And, <laughs> and it'll go over asking. Exactly. Yep. yep. Well, that, that's a great point. And I, I, I see people saying this all the time. So I want to give some predictions of what we're hearing from national experts. But let me give you the local numbers because I, I, I just I, I want to talk about what's happening in the greater Philadelphia area. Chester County through November, year to date median sales price is up 9.6 percent. Wow. So that doesn't look like a negative to me. That's a good positive. I mean, that's that's a healthy substantial. Positive. I yeah. mean, that, that that's more than the norm. Delaware County, 10% median sale price increase year over year through November. 10.0. Not, I'm not just rounding down here. Uh, Montgomery County, 8.5% median sale price increase year over year through the month of November. And Philadelphia, and this is going to be the one that varies a little bit, is a 2.7% increase. So we're not seeing prices go the other way. What we are seeing is that the markets are local. I think cities are under a little more downward pressure on pricing in general because a lot of people are still moving out of there and the millennial home buyers are forming families. That has not changed. That trend's been around for a while. So I, I rates coming down is great. That, that, that's part of this. It, I don't know that it's prices coming down in our market. To me, it's the normalization of the ability to negotiate the process, mm-hmm. having time to make decisions. Buyers don't feel as rushed. And that was a major issue. And there's no data that's going to qualify that. This is good for the market because what we went through was unsustainable. Would you yeah. want to go through that again? No. No. It's unsustainable. Besides right. the government shutdowns, would you want to go through the real estate market again? Oh, well, I would definitely give it a go for sure. I would just have to take like a week off before just to prep. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like a marathon event. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, sure. But no, as far as, I mean, people were extremely frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked with a lot of buyers who became uh, really frustrated. It just wasn't a healthy, balanced market as it should have been. Right. And and a lot of people are predicting flat pricing this year and or maybe a couple percentage points. And that to me is the more likely issue. I mean, this is economics 101. One of the classes I did pass in college where it's you got supply and you got demand. And right now the demand is higher than the supply. So it's going it, to it's not going to change as we've seen inventory come up. It's going to have to come up a lot more. So I'm glad to see home price sentiment is up for our home purchaser sentiment is up because you don't want to have one side of the transaction feels like they're getting destroyed no matter what. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna really grind on people. And you, ideally, the market operates in a way where both sides feel like they're giving up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if that's the case, that means that everyone kind of got a fair fair deal. And we're not even close to that yet. To me, it's still very clearly a seller's market. It's just easier for buyers. And it it, it and we've seen that even with first time home buyers ticking up. They're about eight percentage points up from where they were last year in twenty twenty. Um, the end of 2021 versus the end of 2022, 
2021, it was only about 37% of purchasers were first-time home buyers, and now it's 45%. So, and historically, it's been in that low 40% range. So, to me, this is all good news for the market. It tells me if you're a seller, I would not be messing around with trying to time the market. I'd be thinking about getting your home on the market now and looking to sell it before June. And we're going to be in a very seasonal market this year like we have been historically. So I'm clear that's going to be really important for a lot of the home sellers that are out there. I agree. I agree. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. This might be my favorite story we've covered coming up. The Redfin CEO had a meltdown on Twitter before New Year's Eve. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about why it happened, some of the things that went on. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania with over 165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX main line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's Tom, Tool with an E, dot com. Sell your home for more, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610 610- Zero four three nine eight thousand. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal house lender. NMLS 128501. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacy Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. We've got Gabe behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And you can find us streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group and make sure to subscribe and give us a like. So this to me is one of the things I love about real estate, irrational reactions over things that are meant to be harmless (laughs) because Glenn Selman, I can't even say his name right, Glenn Kelman, CEO of Redfin, had a meltdown 
before the end of the year on Twitter after Chris Smith from Curator, and he also wrote The Conversion Code. He um, co-authored What You Say Matters for Real Estate Agents, which we've all a lot of us have read. He posted a couple jokes about if real estate companies kept it real with their homepage headlines, Redfin was number one, and Glenn Kelman lost it. Tell me what you think about this headline. Is it that offensive? People love using our app, period. Using our agents, not so much. And all of a sudden on Twitter, if you go look at this, Glenn Kelman loses it and basically says, where was it here? Hold on. I got to find this. Um, Oh, why mock up insults over the holidays? If you had bad service from a Redfin agent, please tell us. Redfin customers are more likely to use us again. For seven years, we've sold homes for more money. For 18, we've gained share. I don't know what that means. The people you're disparaging are my colleagues and friends. Uh, I mean, he and, and he, this kept going. If you have no data or even an, anecdotal experience to back this up beyond Jurassic-era attitudes towards brokers competing on price, please take it down. You're better than that, Chris. And then all of a sudden, it went off, and he lost it. So... What does his reaction tell you about his company? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you have to be able to to take a joke here. Um, and he also, what's interesting is I was just looking at the times for, like, when this was posted. So Chris Smith, if this time is correct, posted it 10.05 a.m. December 29th. The reaction came in 8 p.m. December 30th. So he, he thought about that. That wasn't <laughs> even just a, like, quick, like, Somebody said something, and I, like, fired something back. Like, he thought that was a really good response. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, and, and it's it's funny how this all goes down, because he made fun of other people, by the way. So let's get into his reaction in a second. But he also made fun of Realtor.com. He said, Zillow, but for boomers. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Trulia, we can't believe we are still around. Uh, Zillow, we didn't try, or we didn't get rid of realtors, but we got rich trying to. Um, better, I don't know if I can say this on the radio. Our CEO is an a-hole, um, and I, I thought that was a good one. An open door. We make it really easy to get a really bad offer. So, I mean, this was – every company was in the crosshairs. I thought it was hysterical. I love this. I thought it was a great – I mean, it, it probably worked out better for Curator than they even realized because they got all this press. I mean, do you think – there is, is Glenn worried? Is he self-conscious? Like, I mean, I'd love to have him come on the show and explain all this. I'm sure he's listening right now. So wh- what do you think about this, Stace? it's extremely defensive so there you know there lies the the question like you said tom is he what what is he nervous what's he nervous about like those they are funny that you know all and there were six of them right there were six there were six six memes or six posts redfin was the first one that got posted though (laughs) but it's funny it's supposed to be humor and i think that's what's lost today Mm -hmm. like no one has a sense of humor Right. If you do, I think you're afraid to express it. God forbid you, somebody's going to like get offended. Yeah, get offended. Um, and I think that's another issue. People are just overly sensitive about everything today when you should just lighten up a little bit. It was funny. If he went through and read the other memes, he probably mm-hmm. would have gotten a kick out of it instead of, you know, firing off these crazy tweets and response. Um, and what really cracks me up. I love them because this is the new thing, too. You're better than this. You know, everybody, and it's like. <laughs> I'm not better than that. I thought it was hysterical. I, mean, I thought it was, too, but they always throw that at the end. You're better than this. And it's like, well, no, you shouldn't have even responded. Right. You know, like, you gave it credibility by responding to it. Right, right. Like, I think this is one where 
you know, maybe he's, if you saw it, you didn't like it, move let on. it move on, move on. <laughs> you don't have to like create a whole thing because that's just giving it, you know, fire. Um, and right. It's like, what are you so nervous about that you had to be so defensive? And like, like in all of those, like there is some truth behind it. So, like, right. I mean, that's probably it. But um, yeah. <laughs> so 285,000 people saw this tweet. Um, and I mean, that, that, that's incredible to me. Um, and I, I think a lot of people thought it was kind of kind of funny, uh, but I mean, and and this went I mean this went on like people were responding to this nonstop. I responded to the tweet and I said, Glenn, I've worked with your agents. Chris is right, sweet website. So I I, I mean I'm I'm right there, and I, I I think it's you know if you look at what's going on with Redfin, um, I mean their stock price is down eighty nine point one one percent year to date. So I would be nervous if I was Glenn Kelman because you know what CEOs get judged on? What happens with the stock price of mm-hmm. your company? Um, in addition, uh, I, I think that you look at the consumer reviews that are out there. Well, they've got a Redfin has a 3.3 star review out of five on Google for their local office here in Philadelphia. And they've got a 2.8 star review on consumer affairs. So I would argue that the data is there that – Redfin is not great. I mean, what what has your experience been with Redfin agents? Mm. Yeah. That says it all right there. Yeah. (laughs) Not Not great. When I see it's a Redfin agent on the other side of a transaction, I'm just like, but have you ever gotten an, have you ever been the listing agent and gotten an offer from a Redfin agent? Yes. I can't remember. I've only ever come across them when it's on the listing side. And as soon as I see that, I'm just like, oh boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting, hearing back from somebody is, is pretty difficult. Um, you know, it's just yeah. getting, just getting the basic information that you need to even find out like what's going on with the property is, uh, is it's tough. It's very tough. No response. When you get, you call into like some, ma- like it's very rarely like a direct number to the, mm-hmm. the agent that you need to talk to. You get like just funneled into some mm-hmm. massive system. Mm-hmm. I think actually looking back over all the years, there's, I can remember one Redfin agent that called me back. Wow. Wow. I, you know what? I don't have a recollection. Yeah. Um, and I just remember it because I remember being like, oh, my God, they called me back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was more shocking right. that they called you back. Right. 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 That's saying something right there. Yeah. But I love how uh, somebody fired back at Glenn about stats. Um, sold more homes for more money than whom? Question mark. Average agent? question mark, median agent, question mark, curious where the stats are coming from and calculated. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I didn't see him, um, you know, coming back with any stats. Well, he doesn't have any stats. Right. Right. I mean, I've dealt with Redfin agents. I've got an anecdotal uh, segment I can share where they, um, you probably, you might, you guys might remember this listing. It was a listing we had. It was like on a cliff in the Wayne, Upper Marion area. It was about the end of 2020. I don't know if you show it, but the, the house was literally a 45 degree angle on the driveway. Mm-hmm. Redfin agent writes an offer, doesn't even call me before I get the offer, above asking price. We weren't getting another offer on the house. Yeah. And oh I'm gosh. like, wow, this is great. And all of a sudden, what they ended up doing was they they cost their client more money. Meanwhile, I know an agent who interviewed for the listing for the same client. And the delta they were talking about was about $3,500 in the difference between what a normal agent would have charged versus the Redfin uh, fee structure. We're not going to talk about commissions. It's just I know what the delta was. They cost their client more than that on the purchase price by not picking up the phone and calling me and saying, hey, do you have any other offers? What's going on with the house? Mm-hmm. So yep. that that's a prime example where they cost the consumer money. 
3.3 stars sucks, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a good number. And it's, you know, it, I mean, the, the consumer reviews are there. And I think what Glenn's worried about is his company has been tanking 89% declining your stock price. I wouldn't be too happy about that. Yeah. And he's got to be feeling the pressure there because, especially in a market like this, where now you got to negotiate, mm-hmm. you have to understand the marketplace, you have to return phone calls. Redfin agents will show 30 to 40 homes in a weekend, which is horrible. They get paid per showing, so they got no incentive to actually close a sale. Right. This model of discount brokerages has failed historically time and time again, and he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I think that and Chris Smith, I mean, I know uh, his partner, Jimmy Mack, and I talked to him pretty regularly um, when we were up in Boston. I saw him the night before when we were with Tom Ferry. Very smart guy. That company does a lot of good business. I, I just and if you look at Chris's response, he's like, well, that escalated quickly. And, he's, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden this is on the real deal. It's on broke agent media. I mean, this is a problem. And I, I think they're really he's really nervous about what's going on because like we're all business owners here. All three of us, right? You own your own business. Mm-hmm. Yep. The team supports your business. However you want to look at it, Glenn is at the mercy of the stockholders. And the mm-hmm. stockholders cannot be happy with an 89% decline in their share price. And mm, that is where all this is coming from right now. And I think every real estate CEO, for the most part, I mean, some of them have done well, but a lot of them have been laying off people, losses constantly. I mean, look at better. I, I, mm. th- this is the environment we're in now that you can't just show up and sell a home. That, to me, is right. what's going on here. If he was good about it, he would have wrote LOL, good one, or something something, like that. Or just shut up. Yeah, just left it alone. Yep, left it alone. Not even even have gotten engaged because now he's opened up a can of worms and people who might not even have noticed this Mm -hmm. and have seen it are now all in on it. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So what do you think happens with Redfin? This this to me is an interesting topic because they do have a decent amount of agents in the area, but they, they still got that discount brokerage issue that's there. So, the, I mean, I, I think they get sold. I, I think someone's going to buy them. I don't know who. Um, maybe it's Zillow. Maybe mm-hmm. it's some other large company. Their website is great. Their yeah. website's their biggest asset. I know people, especially uh, millennial home buyers and, and other home, like there, there's people that go to Redfin all the time. I find that to be pretty valuable. I think their website is a tangible asset. It's just their, their agents just aren't trained. They don't know what's going on. And a lot of times they make errors in the transaction like we talked about. Mm-hmm. What do you two think happens? Well, it doesn't look like they're going to change their business model as far as that goes. Um, and if they do it, it's a total revamp, mm-hmm. which would be a huge undertaking. Um, but as Tom said, the website is great. So that's a valuable asset right there. Um, and that could be sold. And I know, you know, Zillow's yeah. <laughs> always looking to expand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that because they have to answer to shareholders, they're not going to be able to just skate by on what's been what's been going on. And, like, absolutely, their, their website is very useful. I mean, I have tons of clients who, like, send me listings from Redfin. You know what I mean? Like, they'll look at it and be like, hey, check this one out, you know? Um, so it's. Yeah, people love to use it to search, um, but I think that they're going to have to, they're going to have to make some changes here, and it probably would be in the form of a, a sale to be able to answer to everybody. I, I think they're getting sold. I mean, I, I, these companies can't continue to operate at these losses mm-hmm. for forever, and and they're and I mean the part that's part of the challenge that we have here. So maybe Glenn should chill out next time. Maybe yep. he had a couple too. Uh, Byron Lazine, good friend of mine, said maybe he had too many hot cocos before over the holiday. <laughs> I don't know if they were Irish hot cocos or what. Yeah, you got to control yourself on social media. Yeah, you ever uh, it, written something and like deleted it and like I shouldn't post that? 
No, no because I, I'm always very concerned about that. And I, for the most part, I don't post because I'm right. I'm very concerned about that. So it's like right. a double-edged sword. But you see so many people that put so much stuff out on social media. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, why would you... Why, what were you thinking or right. what were you drinking? Right. You know what I mean? I think a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah. But it's like, don't do it. It's yeah. like, don't don't even text people. Like, just put the phone down. Right. Walk away. Yeah. Think about it for a day. Sleep on it. Right. Would you send the same tweet? Would you send the same message? Would you send the same email? Right. And no, I, mean, I feel like that goes just for, like, life in general. Like, yep. rather than having that, like, quick response when something doesn't go your way, yep. um, you know, you're better off just, like, taking a minute and... And yeah. thinking it through. And then in most cases, especially with like social media, when you're just putting that out there for everyone. Like, I know. Why? It, yeah. It's like a te- I equate it to a temper tantrum. Oh, yeah. Well, and you it's know? so funny because when like. And these are adults. Oh, yeah. And like it's so funny because there are some people that like love it. Like they love to oh, get in do. like the drama. Oh, my gosh. Like Get a life. Yes. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's ridiculous. I've yeah. like never had any conflict there i stay far away from that yeah people do you're right though people love it they'll jump in on a fight on facebook it's like what people are insane like right well like what does glenn want okay don't insult me during the holidays but come january 5th bring it on like i don't understand (laughs) his his uh, his thought process here so and i've seen him speak i I just they've got a broken model they're trying to reestablish again and their website is great but I, i can't i can count on two hands and probably my feet how many discount brokers I've seen fail, and it mm-hmm. just and they instituted the discount because they thought consumers wanted it, and data found out the consumer really didn't care in the first place. So I, I don't know. I mean, you got to control yourself. I mean, I, I give Chris a lot of credit um, for doing this. Chris Smith, major shout. I actually DM'd him and said, "Good job, dude," because I thought it was fantastic, and I thought it was really funny on it top of it funny. all. Yeah, it was very funny. I enjoyed it. <laughs> take a chill pill, Glenn. That's the message here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We have the CEO of Unite From Her coming on. Sue Weldon, very excited. We just did a uh, great charity uh, event in our office in the month of October about Unite For Her. It's to support um, breast cancer uh, survivors and breast cancer patients. So we're going to talk all about that next on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. When you're getting a mortgage, you should have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. 
If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time and she's Stacy Mitchell. We got Gabe behind the camera and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. You can get us live every week streaming on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Give us a like. Make sure to follow. And we have got an amazing guest coming on here uh, right now. Uh, we've got Sue Weldon on the line, CEO of Unite For Her, an amazing charity. You can visit the website. It's uniteforher.org, just like it sounds, uniteforher.org. Sue, thank you so much for coming on. We're excited to chat with you here. Uh, thank you, Tom. My pleasure. So can you give everyone a little bit of background about your charity? I mean, obviously, we, we did a, a pretty large event, raised a couple thousand dollars for it. Uh, but tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about you and your charity, and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So Unite for Her is a national nonprofit, and what we do is we provide integrative care. Think about supportive services, complementary care like acupuncture, yoga, nutrition, um, fresh vegetables sent to the home, sexual health counseling, Reiki, things that aren't covered by the standard of care that actually help you do better physically and emotionally. And we provide $2,000 worth of services to those going through a breast or an ovarian uh, cancer diagnosis. Um, we are treating about 5,010 um, women and men newly diagnosed this year across the nation. And it's events like the one that your team had at Remax that just help us move forward and continue to raise more funds so that we can have um, you know, more that we can serve. Uh, we are we are now you know nationally known, and the last thing we want is to have any wait list at all. So, so as an 18 year survivor, um, it is really what I lived, Tom. It was you know it came from my own personal experience, and what I saw was a gap you know in the standard of care, and what I used in order to help myself get well emotionally and physically without more drugs and prescriptions. And we basically you know made that business model in 2009 over what I lived back in 2004. So that's an amazing reason to start a charity because I, I what I find is that you know there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of larger charities out there but they don't realize the personal toll that it takes on people to have something like breast cancer or have an illness like that. So um, what what I what I really like about I mean my mother's a breast cancer survivor. We've had a lot of people that um, were in the office when we had our charity back in uh, yeah. back in October that did that. So what's maybe the best way for people to get involved with the charity right now? And then we can go into some additional questions, but I think it's really important to go over that first. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, you know, if you go to info at uniteper.org, we just love to know what your goals are, right? Like what do you love to do? What do you thrive on? How can you help support us? Cause we have volunteer opportunities. We have opportunities that can connect us to your companies. Um, just like there's so many different areas in the companies that support community outreach. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, opportunities to support grants that are associated with companies and just getting those introductions 
that we can actually have this impact that, that a lot of companies have the intent to serve and to support those affected by breast cancer and ovarian, especially if they're under-supported, under-represented um, across the nation. We are there to bridge those gaps. So for, for us, uh, we, we just love to know what fuels our volunteers, fuels those that are passionate about giving, and then we match those goals, right? So just go to info at uniteper.org and tell us, you know, what you would like to do in order to serve our nonprofit, and we'll get you in the right place. Amazing. So, I mean, you know, this just hits home, I think, for a lot of people because I don't, I don't think folks realize how much, you know, breast cancer touches almost all families that are out there in, in, in some way. So um, the event you did at our office I thought was pretty impactful. Um, do you want to kind of share a little bit about that? Because we, we got a ton of people that volunteered um, we raised yeah. a lot of money, and I, I think it's, you know, so you, you mentioned some of the care that you give to people emotionally outside of, you know, drugs and treatment. How, how does that, how do, the, how do the, uh, the, the survivors and the patients, how, how, do they, how do they react to that? Because that, to me, is the most exciting part about this. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, being able to actually give them control and tools in order to manage side effects and symptoms is key because as a, a cancer survivor and, and knowing that firsthand, you lose so much confidence and you lose so much control. And what Unite for Her does is brings that back one step at a time, but gives you the resources and the opportunity to get access to this without any, you know, funds that are coming away from your finances that it might be really hard to pull from. Um, a lot of this is not covered by the standard of care. So to be able to mitigate headaches, bone pain, neuropathy, um, you know, any type of, um, you know, nausea, um, hot flashes, so many things that happen from uh, cancer treatment themselves, a, a depleted immune system, exhaustion, depression, all those, those types of emotional and physical symptoms and side effects need to be managed. And for us to come in and give you those tools and you feel like you have something that you can control in a disease that you had no control over. So for us, we're like that lifeline for our patients, for our members. Um, it's, it's that missing piece that allows them to get through treatment, do better, and adhere to their treatment schedule. Our physicians and hospital partners love Unite for Her because we help them do better on treatment and then get to that other side. You know, Or if they're living with metastatic breast cancer, we never leave their side. We're always with them, giving them access to this kind of care, this kind of you know, food delivery, cooking classes, um, counseling sessions uh, because they are on treatment, you know, ongoing. So Unite Power wants to be there ongoing. You talked a little bit, Tom, about your event. I'll go back to that question. Your event was incredible. And that was, you know, really community driven. And that's what happens when people say, how can I help? This is exactly what your team said. How can we help? But they created it all. They together said, oh, we're going to have this, you know, pink event and named it and had, you know, a, a cupcake sale, like simple, right? But you know that people are laying down those funds to support. You're just providing a platform for them to do so. And to have, you know, some people in the office that we serve that felt so connected to the cause because they could feel um, how we were able to help them and they wanted to pass that along. And, and just being getting sponsors and different people who are in your network to support your event, then you raise and set a goal and then give those funds to Unite for Her. We come in, we support you, help you on the back end. But it was driven by your community. It was driven by your team. And that helps Unite for Her tremendously is when the community sets it up, raises the funds, and invites us to the event to uh, deliver those funds. Love yep. that. 
Go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just going to say this is this is amazing. Because I mean, I'm sure, you know, as as someone's going through all of this, there are so many emotions, so many things that they need to um, be able to get assistance with. And with some of these different therapies and treatments, um, having the stress of trying to figure out how to budget for that if things aren't being yeah. covered, that just adds more, you know, you're trying to de-stress and be able to get in the best mental place that you can be. And that would just be piling one, like, wait, there's these other things out here that could work for me, could reduce some of these symptoms, could make my life better, but how am I going to pay for it? Like, and then that just like builds on more stress. So the fact that like, um, you guys are stepping in and, and helping, uh, solve that piece of the puzzle there, I'm sure just takes so much stress off of them and also allows them to like, you know, explore some of these other solutions and take a little bit of control back. Yeah, you got it. You're spot on. And and that control and confidence is so key for emotional well-being, and then that's key for physical well-being. You know, it's a, it's a cycle, and, and just one step at a time, we just empower and, and walk, you know, that walk with each of our members to make sure that we meet them where they are, because everybody's different. You know, everybody's going to approach this disease differently, and how can we make sure that we have a program that is tailored to their needs, their unique individual needs? Because all reaction, you know, all reaction and all ways of dealing with cancer is the correct way. Um, it is it is very difficult. And some people, you know, approach it uh, in a way that is uh, very high energy. Others people approach it in a way that's so low energy they can't get off the couch. They're all right answers, right? Because mm-hmm. it, is, it is something that's impacted your life. We get in there to give you the tools that you can then build to get that life back, right? And, and even be stronger than before. Hi, Sue. This is Stacy. Um, and I just Hi, realized Stacey. that I remember you going through this um, back in 08 or 09. We had a, a shared experience or not shared experience in that sense, but uh, at my salon business that I had in Westchester. So I remember you fondly along with uh, your mother-in-law. And I just wanted oh. to say, I think this is incredible um, because you have developed a whole community. Like this is somewhere yeah. where somebody could just jump right in and feel at home. You know what I mean? Like you've em- mm-hmm. you're going to embrace every person that reaches out and they'll be brought into the fold for as little as they need or as much as they need of the support. Yeah, you got it. And your mm-hmm. website is amazing. Like you have a member portal. I mean, this is so much bigger than just um I don't know. I think if you dive into the website and see everything that you offer and especially that there's this member portal that people can become a part of. Um, I, I think this is just incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I, I know Stacy, did you work with Kay? Yes. Her nails? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, oh, and okay. yeah. And it was actually 2004. I was diagnosed in 2004 and, um, the nonprofit was formed in 2009. So gotcha. it, it was around then, but, mm-hmm. oh, she loved, she loved going to you, her, her beautiful K day on Wednesdays. Well, yeah. thank you. But I, yeah, I love so your I organization. And I'm sorry thank I didn't you. get to see you at the event, but next event that we do, yeah. I'm sure. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is this is truly amazing. And, um, yeah. you know, I yeah, well, thank you. And the website is a wealth of nation, uh, wealth of knowledge. And, yep. you know, just for us you know, during the pandemic is when we went nationwide. And it was such a big learning for us during the pandemic. There was so much, you know, that we um, had to deliver and the whole world shut down. And, uh, cancer didn't stop and mm-hmm. it enabled us to think differently and reinvent the model. And when we reinvented that model to a virtual platform, everything mailed to their homes, all the virtual, you know, the, the 
speaker series and ask the experts and nutrition consults and cooking demos and fitness and yoga and Reiki and all of that ended up going through a digital type of, you know, FaceTime, Zoom, and we paid for it. We then could go anywhere in the nation. So we can treat anywhere. We are located here, you know, our, our hometown of Westchester, right outside of Philadelphia, but we can now serve anywhere. And that was really such um, an opportunity that we were able to uh, optimize on during a time that was just really having us go, okay, we got to figure this out because cancer did not stop, you know, and, and, and in 2021, we, we did a pilot to go nationwide. Wow. Yeah. And you're right. Cancer did not stop because the, what, people were extremely frustrated. They couldn't even get to their appointments or have their diagnostics. Um, yeah. so it was, it was truly, um, you know, taking 10 steps backwards as far as for, folks that were living through the fear of, of this, um, disease, but, um, yeah, it's your website is truly amazing with all the education, the services that, um, are available. People probably don't even realize the integrative therapies that you, um, have. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I we think can it's just, so you know, if anybody is listening that is, you know, wanting to understand more about the United program, they were newly diagnosed within the last 18 months. Just go to uniteforher.org slash apply USA, and that way you can actually apply for the program if you're within that 18 months of being diagnosed, and we can get you into our community. Wow. Love that. So, again, the, the website is uniteforher.org. We're here with Sue Weldon, mm -hmm. CEO of Unite For Her. And, and one of the cool things I see here, you mentioned that you're trying to build a community, and uh, you said something pretty pertinent earlier, that everyone reacts to this stuff differently. Some people have a lot of energy. Other people are going to, you know, sit on the couch and not have a lot of energy. And that's all absolutely the correct way to do it, to your point. What I love is you're trying to build a community here. I'm looking at your calendar right now. There's a virtual hangout, right? There's why is it going plant-based important? Um, a speaker series about, it looks like weight and breast cancer. Um, ask the experts immunotherapy and how your immune system works. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I think a lot of people need help with because you're going to get so much information from your doctor, but then there's also... And, and we do this in real estate all the time. Hey, Stacy, you've been through this. Can you tell me what happened? Or Tom, you've been through this. Can you tell me what happened? And to me, that's that's probably as important, if not more, than talking to your doctor because someone gets where you're at, and it's going to help you get through it. And just if you can make it every day a little easier, like that, that's that to me is what's exciting about this organization. Yeah, there's a lot of resources that you want to be able to like have ready, right? And certain. Certain areas you rely on your medical team for. Certain areas you're going to rely on Unite for Her for. Certain areas you'll rely on your community for. But you have all these tools that you can dive into. And the calendar that you talked about, that's our, our virtual um, education calendar. And we do these every month. We have different topics. We have five this month that we're diving into. You mentioned them already. They're open to everybody. You can go to this, Tom. Like anybody can sign up and click on there and be a part of that or even watch the recordings on our Her Library or our video library. You'll get a chance to really be able to dive in. We have cooking demos that become really webinars that teach our, our community how to get more plant-based food, food is medicine, and just have fun, you know, just have fun. Awesome. So again, we have uh, Sue. Thanks for coming on. So Sue Weldon, CEO of Unite for Her. You can visit their website, uniteforher.org. Email info at uniteforher.org to get involved with the charity. Sue, thanks so much for coming on. We're looking forward to continuing to support 
all the great work that you're doing locally and nationally. And that's it. We're getting played off like the Oscars. Awesome. So, uh, Love it. Love it. You want to follow Sarah? She's at Ty underscore Ty Time on Instagram. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchco on Instagram. You can follow me at Tom Tool 3RD. Um, and we're streaming live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And that's this. That's it for this week's episode of Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.